permaculture and homesteading goes kind of hand in glove with that kind of thing and the crowd that you find who are into self-sufficiency growing their own food we're the kind of people who are naturally suspicious of the healthcare system which has really been shown to be the disease management system or if you wanted to be even more cynical about it the pharmaceutical drug pushing system so the kind of people who are out there in the country, out on the farm, growing their own food, raising animals the right way on pasture, you know, the kind of people who think that eating Roundup might not be a good idea, well, these are the people I'm talking about, and I'm one of those people. And when you out here on the farm... In the middle of nowhere, maybe not. you're not in the middle of nowhere, but you're in a rural area, you're not in a town. Well, it gets very easy to forget that the life you live is a very, very different than most of the people that you know. When you're having conversations with people and you're coming from the standpoint of a farmer or a homesteader, or permaculturist. You sort of take things for granted that everyone already knows about all the healthcare system issues, the processed food system issues, the factory farming, all of the modern-day dilemmas that are out there, the epidemic in diabetes, the epidemic in heart disease. And you kind of make the assumption that everybody's out there on YouTube or wherever checking out the latest and the greatest when it comes to diet and health. But if you believe that, then you'd be wrong. So I'm having conversations with people who are on the modern American diet still. It sounds like I'm from Mars. And I fail to understand that when people hear some of the things that I say for the first time when they've been told the opposite in their entire life, they think I'm crazy. Most people don't use rain as their drinking water. We've been harvesting and filtering rainwater since the Atlanta days simply because we didn't want to have fluoride in our system. And it's so full of chlorine that it makes you think you're in a swimming pool when you're drinking it. Now, we have a well now but the problem with that water is it's very alkaline, it's hard water, so it's got a lot of minerals in it, and it tastes a little funky, so I prefer the rain, which pH is 7. You know, I forget about the fact that my wife years ago threw out all the shampoo, soap, makeup, deodorant, all the stuff underneath the kitchen cabinet that contains these harmful chemicals, all of these estrogens. And we haven't had that stuff in our house for years. And when I'm occasionally in town, I get around people who are wearing cologne or perfume. It's almost enough to gag me. You just lose your tolerance to these types of chemicals when you're not around them for a long period of time. 
And I'm not advocating that people should go around stinking. All I'm saying is that there are alternatives that are natural to all of these things, whether it's laundry detergent, shampoo, you know, there's non-aluminum um, deodorants out there. All this stuff's available now. Maybe it wasn't available 15, 10 years ago, but it's out there now because there's a higher demand for it. So I've been having this back and forth with a family member about whether or not a physical is a very good measure of one's health. Which, So I'm having this conversation and I'm just being lambasted because I don't have a doctor and I'm not getting a yearly physical. And I'm trying to make the point that all of these so-called blood tests aren't doing a damn thing except reinforcing a false sense of security. You know, I'm just sitting there trying to hold my tongue while I listen to a family member rake me over the coals and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about when they just had a spouse who died of cancer and had a long bout with type 2 diabetes. Hello? Do I have to spell it out for you? Now, I would not tell people what they should and shouldn't eat, but when it comes to a family member who... I know what they eat and how they've been eating for decades. And there's a history of diabetes and cancer in the household. Well, I have some concerns. In the parent-child relationship, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're still the child to them in their eyes. I understand this. And so everything that I offer up, I always try to add into that links that they can go look at it and it's information that's coming from a cardiologist it's information that's coming from a medical professional it isn't my ideas but it's very difficult to sway people who are indoctrinated into the old paradigms and if their doctor tells them to do something they do it no questions asked but it really makes me sad to know that a lot of family members are going through these health issues that I think can be directly attributed to a poor diet. But when they go and they visit a doctor, they have absolutely no reference to their what they eat. And everything is going to either be solved with a medicine or a procedure. Yet you can go on YouTube and find lots of people who are in their 70s or 80s and they've reversed heart disease. They've reversed diabetes. They've reversed lots of maladies when they've been given near death sentences by their doctors. And they did it simply because they sought out an alternative to what the modern healthcare system's playbook has to offer. I just have this belief that if I could get the right testimonial, the right video to them so that they could see it and it wasn't coming from me, they might say, hey, that's my issue. My doctor never told me that. And then they might begin to go down the rabbit hole instead of just only listening to 
what their doctor is telling them. But it's almost impossible, and most of the time they just end up resenting you for deigning to interfere with their health. A few years ago, I made a friend simply because we happened to always be at a restaurant at the same time, and he was always wearing a soccer jersey. So he'd have on an Inter Milan jersey, a Real Madrid, a... uh, Dortmund, you name it. And me being a huge soccer fan, I immediately struck up a conversation with him, and he was a real knowledgeable soccer nut as well. And so we got along pretty good, and then I found out later that he also played the bass, and he was a musician too. So we got along well, and we kept running into each other, And over time, we exchanged phone numbers, and occasionally I'd get a text from him, and I'd meet him. And he was always on his lunch hour, and he would usually be there before me, and while him and I were there, he'd have three beers or more. And so he he drank a lot of beer, at least at lunch, and he always had this skin condition He always seemed to have like a scab on his forehead. Now, obviously, I'm sure he was self-conscious about it. And although over time, it never seemed to go away. So one day he texted me and asked me if I would meet him for lunch. And of course, I said, sure. So I met him at the restaurant. I noticed right away that scab on his forehead was gone and he looked a lot better. He was still drinking beer, of course. But through the course of the conversation, he told me that he had gone on a low-carb diet and that he was feeling the best that he had felt in years and that he owed it all to me. Now, I had no recollection of ever mentioning to him anything about a low-carb or paleo diet, but apparently I had. And I must have just kind of said it in passing since I didn't have that much of a memory about it, but... For whatever reason, he took it to heart and found out more about it, and he said it changed his life, and he looked really good. He looked the best I'd ever seen him during the two years or so that I'd known him, and I, I know he drinks a lot. He seemed genuinely happy, and he really did want to show his gratitude for me telling him whatever it was that I had told him. So even though I didn't remember the specific thing that the conversation that we had had in the past, it made me feel really good that someone had benefited from my information or maybe just putting a bug in somebody's ear that really changed them for the better. So I think even though some people are resistant and they don't want to be told what to do, even if you just say what it is that you do, people maybe will take things like that and run with it and you can help people unknowingly i'm sure that's how i've got the information myself so you know i would say if if something is good and it works for you passing it on never hurts of course you don't want to beat people over the head and tell them what they should do or how they should behave but you never can tell when something like that's going to come back and 
you know, make your day the way it did for me. And although I could go on at length about how detrimental this uh, social media is to society at large, there's never been a better time for information, decentralized information. And on that token, I think the Internet has been very beneficial. It's helped me tremendously out here on the farm. Practically anything you want to know about, someone's done a homestead video about it. I'm probably subscribed to two dozen homestead or farming sites. And these are the kind of people who think and act the way that we do, who want to get away from the so-called health system, want to be independent, want to grow their own food, want to have the cleanest, healthiest food, and want to live the cleanest and healthiest lives they can live and and not put their kids into the government schools for programming and really just getting back to a way of life that existed back in our great-great-grandparents' day. And here's the thing about that. There's no need to worry that everybody's going to want to have a life like this because most people just want to try to keep up with the Joneses. It's pounded into your head. And so I don't have any worries that all of a sudden the mainstream's going to become the homesteader. It's, it's not going to happen. We're always going to be at the outliers and we're going to be the 20% at, and the 80% are going to continue to go along under the status quo living in the matrix but i just wish that i could share the experience of going out and getting a fresh egg that was just laid by a chicken what it's like to eat real grass-fed beef what it's like to grow and raise your own livestock just the sense of fulfillment that you get from living in harmony with nature. There's so many beneficial aspects to that way of life that you really can't quantify because it's hitting levels that you're not even aware that have been sort of dimmed down through the hustle and bustle and the modern day life and the television screaming at you and all of this stuff that's just coming down the pike 24-7. I mean, I'm not sure how many people have actually even seen the Milky Way. Just merely being able to look up at night on a clear night and see the Milky Way for the first time. The only other time I was ever actually able to see it was when I was at the National Training Center out in Mojave Desert when we were out there for a month when I was in the army and I fell in love with laying there at night and looking up at the sky and you could see from horizon to horizon it was a desert I couldn't get enough of that I didn't even want to leave so speaking of leaving I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast y'all be good